This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 197. How is guaranteed growth possible? Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. It's the height of World War II. Rubber is being rationed across the United States after Japan invaded a number of rubber-producing countries across Southeast Asia and hampered production. The race was on to find a suitable replacement, a synthetic rubber that could be produced inside the United States without the need of overseas imports. This eventually led to entirely unexpected inventions, like Silly Putty. That's right. There were at least two rival claims to the Silly Putty throne. And uh, it, it was found and invented through mixing boric acid with silicone oil. And it produced this really cool, stretchy, bouncy, rubber-like substance that also had the uncanny superhero ability of leaching newspaper print from a page. And my childhood would never be the same. Now, many of you have heard accidental invention stories like this before. Things like the digital camera or post-it notes. But I want to take you back to the first invention, the invention of the wheel. Now, I don't know the caveman who eventually figured out how to make a wheel. We just don't have records on that. However, I'd say that the best part about the wheel is the unintended invention of the axle. Now, could it be that the greatest invention of mankind was not the wheel, but instead was the axle? It was the hole in the middle of the wheel that gives us access to the power of the wheel itself. Now, what is the power of the wheel? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Like, why is the wheel such an important invention for mankind? Well, the power of the wheel is leverage. Leverage. We can overcome the total friction of moving an object when we use the power of leverage, the power of easy motion of the wheel by using the axle. Without a bar, which is what the axle is, without a bar set inside the wheel, all you really have as a caveman is a round rock rolling down a hill. But when you take the axle, when you add an axle to the wheel, you can set a wheelbarrow atop the wheel. You can use it to leverage and carry your mulch across your backyard. Or you can carry your kids in a minivan to soccer practice. The wheel is not the key. It's the hole in the, the wheel. It's the hole in the wheel, the access to the wheel that provides a bridge or otherwise known as an axle. That's what's key. The axle was the unintended accidental invention of the caveman's wheel. And we are all better off for it. Now, what in the world does any of this have to do with your money, with your finances? Well, one of the unintended inventions of dividend paying whole life insurance what we talk about as bank-on-yourself designed whole life policies, one of the unintended inventions of bank-on-yourself type whole life policies was guaranteed cash value accumulation. Now, in the last episode, we talked about the rate of return of certainty. So go back and listen to episode 196 for more about this. And the episode before that, we talked about how to write a contract, literally writing a contract with your future. 
those episodes build upon each other, and this one will as well, building guarantees into your uncertain future and what these guarantees then allow you to do. So go back again and listen to those two episodes. However, today I'd like to move further into the topic. I'd like to specifically look at the power behind the whole life guaranteed cash value. Now guys, this episode came from a lot of people asking me, Mark, how is it possible that whole life insurance can grow guaranteed? I get it. There's not much in the financial universe that has that word guarantee written right into the contract. I mean, guys, just look at any stock, index fund, cryptocurrency, especially uh, real estate and more. Truly, the guaranteed increase cash value was an accident of the original invention of life insurance. You see, now here's the big idea for the episode. So laser focus with me just for a second. You see, baked into every contract of every whole life insurance policy is the notion that your whole life insurance policy's cash value is guaranteed contractually, guaranteed to equal your death benefit as soon as you die or at age 121, whichever comes first. Now, that's probably pretty laughable right now, right? That we all might live to age 121. But with the advances of modern medicine, it might occur during our life or even our kids' lifetime. The policies we're putting on kids today might even reach age 121. Now, guys, even if you don't intend to live that long, what's nice is that your whole life's policies cash value climbs on a track, on a rail, each and every year on a guaranteed basis, marching ever upward toward your death benefit amount. That's mainly what we're going to be discussing, as well as how to accelerate that phenomenon, that, that experience of your cash value growing and, and marching toward that death benefit. Now, your guaranteed cash value's growth is unfettered by prevailing interest rates, market downturns, the amount of company death claims the life insurance company experiences, and on and on and on. Once you initiate your contract with the insurance company, and you're paying in premiums into that whole life policy, you are guaranteed to own your own version of the growth schedule shown in our show notes. So take a look at our show notes to get more detail here. But what you would see if you're looking at the show notes, I'll try to describe it for those who can't pull over the car. It, what you're seeing is a rectangle. And in between the rectangle is a diagonal line drawn from the left bottom side of the rectangle up to the top right. Now that diagonal line looks like a bridge. In fact, it looks like an axle to take you from where you are today to the last days of your life. Okay, so if you're looking at that rectangle in the show notes, you'll see it says your death benefit is guaranteed never to decrease. At the same time, your premium is guaranteed never to increase. What is guaranteed to increase, however, is the cash value. It is guaranteed to increase over your lifetime such that if nothing else happened, if there was never dividends paid, the cash value guaranteed would equal your death benefit at the policy's maturity, which again is age 121. So no other financial strategy guarantees that sort of certain outcome. You can believe wholeheartedly that no financial strategy can be credited with achieving its full potential without the guaranteed death benefit at mortality. You know, if I pass away, uh, with you know some stocks in my portfolio, there's no in instant death benefit associated with that stock. I just leave my family whatever you know Tesla was worth that afternoon. Uh, you could say to your family, 
when you have whole life insurance, whether you live or die, their financial future is written in a contract. That financial certainty provides you with a bridge, a bridge much like an axle. It provides greater flexibility with your assets, your other retirement funds, your social security income, your rental real estate properties. It provides greater flexibility with all the other parts of your financial life that you use for your financial needs. Whole life guaranteed cash value is an often overlooked, very powerful aspect of using whole life insurance as a wealth building tool. Now, the fact that a financial intermediary like a life insurance company is willing to guarantee your future today while promising to pay a substantially larger sum to your beneficiary should you pass away is really hard to discuss with clients who are used to the oh-so-average way of discussing things uh, and, and oh-so-average ways of understanding their finances. So despite the strengths of whole life guaranteed cash value, it's strange even after just describing the power of the guaranteed cash value, many people, uh, financial infotainers and more, attack the guaranteed illustration or ledger or spreadsheet of whole life insurance because apparently they somehow know some mythical financial vehicle that could do better for them. And by the phrase do better, that's a highly subjective and even relative notion. You know, what does that word do better even mean? But one of the arguments that many people who love to hate on whole life insurance would say is that, hey, look, look, look at the cash value in the first year and look at that word guaranteed. You are guaranteed to lose money if you buy whole life insurance, which is kind of true. You know, it seems like a reasonable claim. I mean, if you look at the ledger of a whole life insurance policy, generally the insurance expenses are really visible, especially in the first few years. Let's say you put in 25,000 bucks in year one into a whole life policy. Guaranteed, you'd have about $15,672 in cash value. That means you are, according to the infotainers out there, you're guaranteed to lose about $9,400. How do I do that? Uh, I just took you know, the money you pay in, 25 grand, and you have guaranteed $15,600. So the subtraction there just works out to the difference, $9,400. Now, guys, honestly, that is one, certainly one way to look at things. But what if we looked at alternatives in the financial universe? Remember, your money has to live somewhere while you and I and everybody on the radio, uh, financial infotainers and financial gurus would love to hate on the guaranteed loss, let's say, of whole life insurance in the first year. Let's provide some context. Let's present whole life insurance right alongside, oh, say, the stock market. You know, what if we treated the traditional investment options like the stock market, just like we do with whole life insurance? I'm going to take the one of the index funds, iShares Corporate Bond ETF. And let's just run the last five years through a pro forma matching a whole life insurance illustration. Here's what that looks like. And again, take a look at our show notes. You'll see in the first year, if you put in 25,000 bucks into the stock market or bond fund, your guaranteed cash value is, that's right, $0. <laughs> and what about year two? Put another 25 grand in with whole life insurance, you're up to 32 grand. In the guaranteed ledger of the stock market, you have, oh, that's right, $0. <laughs> After year five of the whole life insurance, you have you know, a guaranteed cash value of 100000 680 bucks in your whole life policy's cash value. Guaranteed. What is the guarantee in year five of the stock market? Oh, wait, still $0. Okay, you get the picture. That's a lot of zeros. So it turns out investing in the stock market also guarantees a loss from the outset. 
just like whole life insurance does. And the guaranteed loss is significantly larger than the guaranteed loss of a whole life insurance policy. And guys, remember, there is no death benefit provided to the stock market investor, despite the significantly larger guaranteed loss. At least with the life insurance, I get a death benefit, right? So now some might object to what I just went through there, noting how unlikely it is for the stock market to go to $0. Again, I, I totally agree. Now, the likelihood of a whole life insurance policy only paying you a guaranteed result is similarly unlikely. For example, all of the insurance companies that we recommend for Bank on Yourself designed whole life have never only paid the guarantee, which sounds like anathema, right? We're talking about the guaranteed cash values, but they've never only paid the guarantee. Insurance companies always pay dividends on top. Now, those aren't guaranteed. The dividends are not guaranteed. However, they've never missed a dividend in over 100 years, much less five years in a row, like we're assuming on this spreadsheet in the show notes. So these results change depending on what month and what day you actually buy into the index fund or the ETF or the bond fund or stock, stock market. Whole life insurance, on the other hand, you don't have to pick and choose what day or month I buy into my whole life policy. I don't have to worry about fluctuating markets because of a bad earnings call or you know an international pandemic or whatever else is rattling the, the stock market, bond market, equity markets at that moment. Now guys, the Federal Reserve has told us that they're gonna keep interest rates near zero even if we begin to have higher inflation. Most people, analysts believe that the stock market is gonna have low or even no returns over the next 10 years. Can you imagine that? That's like a repeat of the years 2000 to 2010 where there was essentially no growth for the entire decade. Some people call that the lost decade. We might be in for a repeat of that decade. Many analysts believe the S&P 500 might even have the worst decade ever. If that is even half true, will we be able to use our cash value life insurance and annuities to help achieve financial retirement success? Yes, you bet we can. Our not your average financial strategies provide three things that Americans are going to have to require to achieve that financial and retirement success, even under terrible market conditions or low interest rates like we've been describing. The first is guaranteed income that cannot be outlived. Now, what if there was a way that even if you ran out of money, you'd never run out of income? Now, wouldn't you want to know that even considering the economic circumstances Americans are currently going through, wouldn't you want to know that you had that option? Do you want to be rich or do you want a guarantee of never being abjectly poor? Getting rich requires risk. A more certain outcome is an income stream that is guaranteed to never run out, and that reduces your risk dramatically. So that's the first piece, guaranteed income that cannot be outlived. The second piece that is going to be required by Americans to achieve financial and retirement success is access to something called mortality credits. Now, when you use insurance contracts in your financial life, you're making use of the axle, you know, this metaphor of the axle, something the insurance companies have used for generations, something that they call mortality credits. So this gets into the, the nuts and bolts of exactly how the axle of whole life insurance works. Now, when you use mortality credits to your benefit, even in a zero interest environment, you win. Let me explain how that's possible. Some people wonder, well, how can insurance companies continue to uh, produce profits and guarantees if all these interest rates keep going down to zero or negative interest rates even? So let me explain this. 
Increasing cash value guarantees are based off something called mortality tables, which estimate the life expectancy of people at every single age. So since some people die sooner than the mortality tables predict, and some people are going to pass away later than the predictions, the insurance companies are able to hedge their risk using mortality credits. Mortality credits are sort of like a, a coin or, or, or a sense of currency, let's say, or a block that they create when a certain person dies sooner than expected, and they don't receive as large a death benefit as they would have received had they lived longer. Okay, so the insurance company still pays out a massive death benefit to the family. But as you can see on the show notes, the life insurance death benefit grows each and every year. And that cash value is guaranteed to chase it each and every year for the rest of your life. The way we design dividend paying whole life insurance is that the death benefit grows faster. Hence, your cash value must be guaranteed to grow faster due to us overfunding the policy through something called paid up additions. We talked a lot about paid up additions back on episode 142. So go back and listen to that episode if you'd like to learn more about that very important component of how whole life insurance really works. Now, again, like I said, the, the people who pass away earlier in their lifetime, sooner than expected, still get a big death benefit, but not as big as the guy or gal who lives past their life expectancy. So those coins or blocks, we'll call them mortality credits, uh, goes into sort of a pool that will then pay larger death benefits to those with annuities or those that lived a very long time and got a much larger death benefit to make up for their longer life expectancy. So that's using the power of mortality credits. The stock market does not have mortality credits. The bond market, real estate markets, um, I don't know of any other financial industry that allows you access to this powerful tool called mortality credits. So that's the second key piece, key piece in the toolbox that are going to be needed for Americans to achieve that financial and retirement success in the world that we're going to be entering into over the next few decades. The third and final one is leverage. Now, again, cash value life insurance is pennies that buy dollars. So $1 doing the work of many dollars. We're going to get into this more on the next episode, but internally, the cash value life insurance has little or no volatility. Seriously, there's almost no beta or volatility in a cash value life insurance. The projections are incredibly stable and predictable, which is the whole point, right? The, cash, the values of the cash value life insurance can be used then, since it's so stable and predictable, it can be used to take advantage of more higher volatility outside of the policy and dramatically reduce your risk. So again, if I want to speculate in cryptocurrency or the real estate markets, or any other investment, a business purchase, for example, using the predictable and guaranteed to grow for me every year cash value in my policy dramatically reduces the risk. This is getting into the weeds of financial planning, but if you've got a super safe, risk-free asset on one side of your barbell, and on the other side of your barbell, you've got a risky asset, then they balance each other out in terms of your overall portfolio. Okay, so this is seriously, in the world that we live in today, with as much volatility and opportunity as there is in this world today, this is the greatest time ever to have cash value life insurance and annuities in your portfolio. I'm going to end with just two very brief examples of these three things being worked together to create a more stable and secure financial future and retirement for two clients. So we'll call the first person Sharon. 
Sharon had 30,000 bucks in savings, essentially making no money. It was in a boring old savings account. She didn't need it for emergency funds. She just, you know, wanted it to get a little better yield than she was getting in that, you know, zero interest savings account. So she used that after our conversation, she used that to buy a single premium life insurance policy. That death benefit was over $60,000, you know, due to her age and health. The policy would have about five times the rate of return of the best CDs available today for her cash value and growing on a guaranteed and predictable basis. That's awesome. So she got the cash value growth that she was looking for. And the death benefit was immediately 100% more than her original 30,000 bucks. You know, she put in 30 grand. It was over $60,000 on day one of her policy and would grow for the rest of her life using dividends. So that's the first example, simple and sweet. I love it. The second piece was Jonathan. Jonathan was 65 years old and he had about $200,000 in a CD earning about 0.2%, making him about 400 bucks a year. We talked about it, looked at his overall goals and objectives. And we said, all right, let's use the power of mortality credits and life insurance uh, and leverage to turn these dollars into many dollars. So we took half of his money the 200 grand, he put $100,000 into a straight life annuity. Now at age 65, that paid him about 6,000 bucks a year. That's a lot more than 400 bucks earned on twice the money. Okay. So he was getting paid six grand a year guaranteed for the rest of his life. Now, if Jonathan was to object to this and say, Hey, wait a minute, if I die, that income stops, I'd lose half my money. My family would get half the money. If he died after just one payment, the insurance company would keep the money. Yuck, I don't like that either. But Jonathan worked with us at our firm to take the other half of his money, the other 100,000 bucks, and bought a life insurance policy. And day one, he had a death benefit at his age of 200,000 bucks. So what's the bottom line here? If Jonathan, say, you know, only gets paid one payment from that $6,000 a year annuity, the life insurance would still pay his family 200 grand income tax free. So he's made whole and his family's made whole on day one. Now, if Jonathan should continue to live, which we all hope he will, he lives 30 more years. He'd be paid 6,000 bucks times 30 years or 180,000 bucks. That was out of 100 grand that he put into that annuity 30 years ago. And that's in a super low zero interest rate environment. That's awesome. Plus, the life insurance death benefit also grows, okay? So it grew untouched for 30 years and that death benefit is 300,000 bucks. Wow, okay, so let's step back here. Jonathan shows up at our office and gives 200 grand to two financial strategies, an annuity and a life insurance contract. Over the next 30 years, he'll get paid back $480,000, essentially income tax-free, again, in a zero interest rate environment. And that was all with the power of mortality credits and leverage and the guaranteed income that he could not outlive. Wow, amazing. But that's not all there is. His solution doesn't have to go through probate. Second, his solution was also private. So outside of the public courts and records and newspapers when he passes away. Third, his solution was controlled from the grave. He could decide where those dollars went, what beneficiaries would benefit should he pass. Uh, and lastly, his solution has some creditor and predator protection, okay? In case he gets sued or, or someone decides they think he owes them some money 
And his program has Medicaid versatility, meaning he can convert the lump sum cash value into an income stream down the road so that it doesn't impact him having to spend down his assets to qualify for Medicare. So looking at that solution, I mean, does anything else in the world do what we just described? Guys, this is your time. This is your opportunity. It's the power of the axle uh, in the wheel that spins that wheel. Otherwise, it's just a, a wheel rolling downhill out of control. So we can do this, but you have to take action. So thank you guys for uh, taking me down this little road here of the accidental inventions of the guaranteed increase of the cash value. Really, that's one of the biggest questions we get. How could this possibly grow guaranteed? Well, I think we've just talked about exactly how it can be done from the insurance company's perspective. And we're going to dive a little deeper into that next time we speak. Uh, but first, I want to let you know, we have a brand new sister show. That's right. Many of you who listen to this episode and know our show well, uh, already know about Brandon and Amanda Neely's show, Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. Well, guys, now there's a new show by our wonderful associate, Sari Ibrahim. Sari has a podcast called Thinking Like a Bank. And if you like this show, you're going to love his as well. So be sure to subscribe to his podcast and leave him a five-star review. So guys, leave him that five-star review. Let him know that you love his work and I'll do the same. Sound fair? All right. Thank you guys for being with me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.